lawyer talk. President's Day, ironically. Lawyer talk. We're not supposed to be working today, right? Off the record, on the air. No, we work. That's what we do as a twenty four seven. We work. We work when we need to. Jared, is your store open today? Is, why wouldn't I be open today? I don't know. There's no good reason not to be open. Well, it's the, the President's Day the sale. President's, <laughs> There's President's Day sales going on, you know? Right. I like it. I thought the traffic was going to be a lot lighter on the way in. It wasn't. There's a lot of people going to work, it looked uh, like. Yeah. You got It was going to be lightened up. You can have a little off hours, though. I've seen a number of President's Day sales going on. Well, ultimately, there's a, there's a couple things I want to cover here. And... Uh, Maybe we'll do something a little bit. Maybe we're going to step outside and look into the fishbowl here for a, just a few moments. We've had uh, a per on our request. Actually, we've had all we've had feedback. We've had people uh, who have followed us from the beginning. Thank you for our millions of listeners who are doing. Yeah, that. I got three new questions. One from the United Kingdom. Wow. Yeah. So we got Thank clear you questions and, awesome. and and different folks who are who are part of this and and uh, taking this journey with us. But it dawned on me from at least some of the critiques, we, people are noticing that we have tackled more than just what it's like to be pulled over and what you need to do if you're pulled over for drunk driving or if you're charged with a crime or if you, if, I guess it's, it's extended perhaps beyond our core business operation, which is representing folks with crime, the charge of crimes. That's but what we, we did do. promise people when we started this, we weren't going to be that way. Yeah, we did. So you know, we were just going to be some boring lawyer show, and hopefully, you know, we've covered topics that aren't directly related to the law, but has sparked conversation. Yeah, I'd like to think that. And here, here's the deal. Let me just say it flat out. I love the fact that our table is round, and at this round table, everybody has an equal say so in what's going on. I love the fact that we live in a country where we can air out. Uh, through expression, whatever we think and whatever we feel and whatever we want to say. And I love the fact that I think all of us, uh, now William is not at the table, but he will be hopefully later, uh, but I think all of us are willing to exchange ideas with each other and share them with the listening podcast public uh, about big, big issues and stuff that I think we feel is important in taking it on. Now, here's, here's the flip side of this is that eventually we're going to piss people off. Eventually people are going to say, I don't agree with that. Or eventually people are going to say, you just must, uh, or, or use identity uh, political statements one way or another about what we're saying or what we're doing or what we're thinking or even what's coming out. But I, I, in, I guess in response, I would tell everybody this, that I hope that this could be a round table where we can air out everybody's ideas without uh, an agenda, everybody's ideas without anger, everybody deals without prejudgment, uh, without racism or sexism or anything else. Because I think all too often I have seen in my profession, in my 48 and three quarter years on the planet, uh, a chilling effect of people who don't want to do this, who don't want to air out this stuff for fear of what somebody else might think about it. And I think at this place, at this time, in 511 Studio C, I would rather have a table uh, with an open door to get to it where we can air out whatever we want, provided we don't do it in an offensive way, call names or try to, uh, or intentionally try to upset anybody about anything. So that's yeah. what we're doing. And uh, if, if the podcast has taking a journey in a direction that uh, we're covering sensitive topics, well, let's do more of it, I say. Yeah. But let's do it in a, in a fashion 
that fosters at least a legitimate debate, not one that's whitewashed by identity or name calling or anything else. Yeah. And if I will say one more thing before we move on, and that is, if anybody has a disagreement, write in. Absolutely. Phone in. Send us a smoke signal or a telegraph. Pigeon. Uh, send us a, a, a carrier pigeon with your, with your request to appear and discuss it with us. And we may not honor that request, but we'll at least give you lip service <laughs> on, your, on your questions or your thoughts. Oh, I mean, in other well, words, we honor. can't have everybody come in. But, it, yeah. but there may be, I, I, I have an open door to this. And if somebody yeah. has a legitimate. Uh, there's not one of us that doesn't sit here and listen to the other. There's, there's no reason that sometimes you see something differently. And uh, you maybe you're set in a way, and somebody else talks to you, and you're kind of like, well, I, I see your point. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. And we've see, raised sometimes, our, sometimes we've you raised our voices. Point. Maybe it's not on air, but we've raised to raise our voices. I've had times where I put the headphones down and said, I need a minute. Um, you know, I, I, I wrestled with that even this weekend. I, I I had to talk with Steve about it. It's like I don't want what I say here because it is. I mean, this it's not live radio, but we don't edit this. No. We don't. You know, we don't cut things out. We don't do a lot of editing. We just say load it up. You know, mix it down, as you say, Steve, and let's get it out. So I don't want, I, I was worried that the public perception of me based on something I said in now, what, 90 episodes or something like that? Some yep. crazy amount of episodes. I mean, that's a lot of hours of, of, of me <laughs> giving my opinions. That's a lot of opportunities and, to, to right, gaff. Right. right. Yeah. And I've sort of come to the position now that I am who I am. If I say something to offend somebody, I will apologize to them. I certainly, that's not my intention. I think that my brain space as it comes to even the law and other issues, certainly politics has been greatly, I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've started to cement my positions even more and they may be totally contrary to you, Steve or Jared, but we listen to each other and that's why we do what we do. So I, I appreciate all the, all the downloads we've had. I appreciate the questions. It seems like each week we have more questions coming in and we'll do our best to answer all of them, but yeah, and I guess we'll step down off the. No, but I think I think what you're saying is this, and and here's a I think we all as adults reach a certain age, or maybe we it might be a goal to reach a certain stage in your life where we know the difference between right and wrong, and if we feel that we are doing what is right and is the right thing to do, and somebody has a critique of that, I will listen to that critique, but I won't apologize for it. I will consider somebody else's position. But it's not going to hurt me when I get name calling back because I know that it's coming from a place of good intention, not one of bad intention, which is sure. really how I define uh, when I should apologize to somebody or when I should, when I should uh, regress a little bit and take a step back and say, all right, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But if, uh, or if I said something or did something out of anger, out of intent to cause somebody else hurt or harm, either psychologically, financially, or otherwise, or if I have done something uh, even negligent or reckless in that regard, that it, it, then 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 I think it's it's warranted to uh, take responsibility and and learn and yeah. maybe not do it again. Well, that's what I that's what I think is is most important about us. It's like if we've sounded misinformed on a topic, the moment that that is drawn to our attention, what do you do, Steve? I mean, Jared, how many times are you sitting at home maybe trying to relax and you get this picture from Steve? It's a freaking picture of a book, page 56, and some circle of a quote. It's like, you're well-read. We, we, we try to educate ourselves. And it's certainly if we feel misinformed on a topic, it's, that's what we do. We go back and we review more, and our position might change. You know what I yep. mean? So 
All right, well, let's get to the freaking well, a lot fun of times stuff, topics dude. start, and we don't know what the topic is going to be. Well, and that's part of it too, and I think that's where uh, the misinformation or, or the, the 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 sounding, where somebody that that might really hit home a, a topic, and if we whitewash it, as you said, Steve, sometimes I'm that, listening to myself that can on the be show, offensive. I've been like, I didn't word that quite properly. Right. I wish I right. said it a but little bit. That's what makes the show great. But so wait a minute, you didn't have your teleprompters on? Did not have my teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah, we all have teleprompters here. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but uh, this is all scripted. And we should probably mention we did not have an extra extra last week. Steve could not join us. We did tape an extra extra. And without our fearless leader, Palmer, I think Jared and I agreed it was uh it wasn't as uh, sharp as it could be. So yeah. here we are now. Sadly, I have this thing that gets in the way of my podcast endeavors, and it's a you know, it's like it's a family job. and law and yeah, you know, it, running yeah. a business. I mean, sometimes and, you have to just write a habeas corpus brief. Yeah. But <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, I think it's it's time to uh, tackle a couple of other topics, or at least let me tease this one, Jeff, because you've been begging me to debate you on it. Uh, the universal basic income. We can talk about that. I prefer the freedom dividend. Or you're going to call it a freedom dividend. <laughs> so it, it turns out there's a candidate, uh, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Um, and I, and I, sh- I should say with this disclaimer, I'm not like d- married to Andrew Yang. I, I don't know if I support him yet or not, but he is. Uh, he's got a pretty, I mean, a one percent chunk of the uh, Democratic race. I think the Iowa caucus sort of narrows like twenty folks down to about three folks to then allow them to debate. Um, so he's in the mix. I don't know that he's going to get any more traction than that, but I happened to listen to him on one of my favorite podcasts and he had some interesting insight into this freedom dividend. Yeah. He was talking to Joe Rogan, right? Is that the, I thought I wasn't supposed to mention his name because yeah, his, his podcast isn't that popular. So I don't want to, I mean, it's I not as popular as ours. I wouldn't want him to feel a little yeah, slighted, slighted here, but, uh, no, I listened to some of it. I have not gotten through all of it, but, uh, we started yakking about it here before we turned on the recorders. So I thought we might as well just air that out too. But, uh, so here's my understanding of this. What'd you call it? The freedom train? <laughs> freedom dividend. The freedom dividend. Yeah, the freedom yeah, yeah. dividend. Um, the freedom dividend. Everybody, let me see if I can summarize this. And not to summarize your position or the, no, or the no, no. Yang position, but it is, there is a crisis coming. The crisis is that automation, uh, either by computer mechanics or otherwise, is going to eliminate millions of jobs in our country and perhaps around the world. And in order to combat that, there is a proposal here of this universal basic income, which is essentially pay every citizen of the United States. Over the age of 18. Over the age of 18, a monthly amount. What do we call it? In, a monthly payment dividend. stipend, dividend, he likes dividend. To, he likes to promote it as you are a shareholder in the greatest country in the world. Therefore, if you were a shareholder in Microsoft, you wouldn't turn down a dividend. Why don't you get a dividend for what you've done for the United States? So, right. so he's here's, gonna, your, here's your dividend. And to fund for that. For being a citizen. To fund and that. That's the other thing. Remember that, for being a citizen. Well, we're going to have to get to that because this is patently inconsistent with an open border policy. But uh, if we're going to fund that only in the sense that you cannot just agree to give everybody in the world $1,000 a month, you have to be a member of the United States of America Club. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, He's running for the United States of America president, and so no, we're not giving a thousand dollars to you know folks in Venezuela. But um, but yeah. if they, and nor nor would we give to them if they just happen to have two feet on our territory. I'll uh, no, we wouldn't because you have to apply for the program. You'd have to be a U.S. citizen, right? So so anyway, uh, that is inconsistent with a lot of the stuff that's coming 
from the left or the Democrat Party. That's inconsistent with a lot of stuff that's coming from the right or the Republican Party. Which is sad because it might not be that inconsistent with the Democratic Party. I mean, I know there's Democratic uh, candidates and folks out there that don't believe in any form of socialism, but as the country gets more divided, Republican, Democrat, I think we're seeing very conservative point of views and very liberal point of views, which very liberal nowadays, I think, means more like socialism. Not even more like. That's what it is. I mean, that's... uh... But the weird thing is we have had socialism for years. I mean, no, we, no, have socialism no. we have socialism now. We have had socialistic... We have handouts now. We've had socialistic policies. Yes. But we have not had a full-blown socialistic government or socialism as a government structure. That fully embraces socialism and it's and like at its most basic, like Marxist type... Which is a government takeover of industry and goods yeah. and services yeah. and, and everything else. And then everybody just lives in... Which I don't know that that's possible. I mean, there'd be a significant change in our government structure to do that, right? Uh, it is possible. It is possible in well, the you, sense you, that— Well, you, you divided between socialistic policies and socialism. So if we just have policies in place in a democracy, isn't that far different than just dedicating everything to socialism? Uh, yes. You can have a socialistic program— Which we have. —that is held up on the stilts of capitalism. Yeah. Which, which we have. The problem Welfare. is once that pushes too far, the stilts break, and uh, it doesn't work anymore. And that's what you, that's, I think that's what we've seen sort of in Sweden and some other countries that have tried this. And there's, there's different reasons or different, different, there's different problems, I think, behind it that maybe go beyond all of us, at, the, at least today. But uh, I, I feel like there, is, there may be an agenda now to push it farther than just socialistic programs. I feel like there's an agenda now to just make it socialism. I mean, if you just look at the Green New Deal, that's essentially what it is. Right. And and, and I, I certainly don't align with um, what Ocasio-Cortez, I think. Uh, here, here, here's what I think about her. I think some of her, I mean, didn't she say the world was ending in like four years because of global warming well, or something years. like that? Yeah. I, I don't know that there's science that actually backs that kind of stuff. I will say this. There were people that backed her Green Deal. I know. I, I, well, I, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't know enough about the Green Deal, but I will say this. If... I don't support her policies, but I support her interest in change in her heart because her heart, I think, is in the right place. But speak up to the mic. I I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do this this show, man, because it's always with the hearts, and it's always with. I think that's the only way that we change. No, 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 because come down to numbers, because numbers don't lie. Liars do numbers, though. That always happens. But the people that. But but we we, we, go. No, go ahead. But the people, let's hear about the no, people. No, no, I, I, I've let's, been let's talking. Let's hear about the people. Let's hear about this free money everybody's going to get. How is it going to work? Because it, it sure, man, that sounds, no, actually, it sounds like a horrible idea. It does not sound like increasing a work ethic. It does not sound like you're going to build and create new jobs. It sounds like it's going to break everything apart. The taxations will come in. The companies will leave. They will go overseas to where they're not getting hit, or they will break down to small factions. Uh, we are a, a country that consumes, and yeah. we continue to consume, and uh, we, we don't need to get on it. But the wall, you build a great wall, is not going to stop the drugs coming into America. They will come other ports. They will come other ways. There's a lot of money in it, and we consume so much of it. I believe that by giving everybody you know, $12,000 a year could go ahead and lead to them not leaving wherever they're staying. Not go, you know. It's it's yeah, it's being, gonna. I think, it'll, I think it'll help fuel our, our 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 opiate crisis that we have now. I think it will. I think it will help fuel poverty. So, like on a basic level, you're saying, um, like, I'm just going to order my McDonald's through the internet to my house and have somebody deliver it. 
Which it happens. happens. That happens. I mean, we got Uber Eats. We got all that stuff now, right? Well, I mean, this is this is ironic because it was Marx who said a capitalistic society uh, contains the seeds of its own destruction. I think was the quote, and th- and that's sort of the argument behind this. February is that, one is that what we've had is uh, perhaps because of capitalism, the most uh, we have, we have reached the most advanced state. I mean, our civilization, particularly here, I think in America. Uh, Western civilization has is responsible for some of the hugest advancements of entire mankind so far in technology right. and learning and creation and manufacture. You will and lose that inventions, uh, and that is all because of capitalism. And capitalism is responsible for that. Now, the irony, of course, is the old Marx saying, right? Is that does that itself contain the seeds of its own destruction? In other words, have we gone so far now that we need this UBI, this universal basic income, because technology is going to destroy us? We're going to live in the matrix, and machines are going to take over, and we're all not going to have any jobs. And there's this parade of horrible things that's coming our way in, in 12 years, I think he projected. Uh, and to combat it, he wants to create a stipend or dividend of a thousand apiece for everybody, uh, and use and fund it by getting getting rid or or I guess justify funding it by getting rid of uh, so welfare programs, unemployment, and some other things that cost, what, $1.3 trillion, I think you said? Uh, 1.8, I think 1. is what, 8 he, what he estimates. He also offsets the cost. He said, we will make money because of this, uh, because that $1,000 will be spent back into the economy, therefore driving the very thing that created all this technology, capitalism. And then I think his other point is there are folks who will be deterred from crime and going to prisons because uh, they have this thousand a month, they don't need to commit crime. Well, you uh, don't you don't get it if you are obviously in prison and or, you will or in be, jail, and you will be deprived yeah. of it. So yeah. there's a, there's the two pillars there. One, you're not going to commit as much crime because you got a thousand a month, you won't be so despondent. And two, you don't want to go to prison because you're not going to get your thousand. Uh, and then it will all be paid for in a third way by a VAT tax, value added tax that, of course, European countries have uh, suffered yeah. for years. Uh, and that we will take the money from the very folks who are innovating and creating the machines that are going to take over all the jobs, make them pay to give everybody money to replace their jobs, and then rock and roll. We're happy again. Um, I, I guess my, my, my problems with that, I guess on its face, I get it. In, I know your sarcasm angle, but actually there's a really good rundown of what he sort of said. That's you exactly what, I mean? what he yeah. says, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. Well, I mean, to, uh, two points I want to make. Uh, one, we just mentioned the wall. I, I know there was a five from Russia. Sure. Five point, what was this at? We, we consume 9. so much. 9.5 tons of cocaine we, 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 on a cargo we, ship from Russia. And we consume it. Well, the border, we, we, I know, the, the border's not going to stop that. It's, what, Secondly. The problem is the consumption. The, the consumption that, of cocaine? Of, of drugs. That is the problem. Well, see, the this problem is, is this not is the drugs. This is the Yang's platform. The problem is the consumption of drugs. So this is Yang's, this is Yang's platform. And the $1,000 a month is not going to be valued at $1,000 a month once everybody gets $1,000 a month. Well, this is, this is Yang's, be, this mean, is Yang's platform is going to be like the equivalent of like, what, $800 is the, is, a day? Is the drugs, the suicide, the depression, those are at all-time highs in our society. And what's contributing to that? How do we fix that? And that's where he believes this 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 dividend may be enough and of, rehabilitation. Sure. How do we do I that? I mean, how how are you going to end mental illness? You're going to give them a thousand dollars a month, and that's going to end a mental illness. Well, yeah, that's mental gonna, illness. That's, yeah. So, well, there's a lot of that. Well, here's here's on its basic level. So, if you have here's an example he gives, and, and again, I'm not a big, I'm not. I feel like I have to take this position because you guys are taking the position you're taking. But what he says is. 
All right, if I, if you have a bill that you cannot pay, so I have a friend that's not that well off. He gets a, uh, a, a car repair bill for $800. Your I, IQ goes down 13 points when you are confronted with something that you cannot take care Has of. Has that person been taught how to run a budget? Is that, that person that, has that, 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 that person been taught so when how you're to going run their to household? Work because at, I think we should start there. Well, I, I know, think but you government need to start programs, down a little bit more education. Government programs, educating. I didn't say the government. I, didn't, I did not say the government had well, to do who, that. Who teaches I, them? Jared Belinsky will do his employees. I'm helping them out right now. I know Amy you invest in your employees. So why can't the country invest in us? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why should they? So what you're doing? They should deregulate and give and give more. But here's the, here's the here, here, here's the here's the problem to me that we fundamentally have. You as an employer, you are my employer, Steve. You have been over backwards to say, even when I've had hard times, you pull me aside and said, "What you got? What do you need help with?" I remember uh, years ago. Remember when I had my house broken in or my apartment at that time? Yep. And I got my TV stolen. I got all this stuff stolen. I, I show up to work and Steve's got a TV sitting there for me. You know what I mean? It's like you invest in your employees. Correct. And that's why do you think that's why Jared does it? Why do you think? But that as is? a society. The government says, I want to do everything I possibly can to not have to pay you money. And that's the values you guys have. Leave alone, government. I don't want to touch you guys. So then what happens on the back end, we always talk about the back end, is the drugs, the alcohol, the depression, the people that can't pay bills, the, 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 they don't get support. They don't get help. All right, hold on. Let me say this. Let me see if I can concisely say this. Perhaps that is a result of too much government intervention as opposed to not enough government intervention. Okay. Improper. So you would say the current status, there's too much government intervention 100% in our society. Yes. I would say that. I would say the values you're trying to- So where would we, if you were running for president, where, what what program would we start with to take away or what plan we put in place? What platform would you run on? Well, well, first of all, I would not say you got to pull the rug out from underneath everybody who is currently dependent upon any- Welfare. Well, that's not what he's saying. I'm not. Well, I'm. I mean, that's what I would do. So I, yeah. would, I would not pull the rug out from everybody and say. And I don't mean to suggest that's what uh, Yang is saying. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I think there has to be a. There would have to be a transition period from welfare. There would have to be a transition period, uh, maybe even a generation or two, to sort of get things back on a track. But my, I personally believe the values that I learned. <clears throat> the business values I, that I have had to learn could never have been taught by the government. They could never have been dictated on, dictated upon me by any authority in any government yeah. uh, program. That's, and that's and that's Yang's job. So what he did, he was a, he was a lawyer for five months. Realized that was a dumb idea. We haven't gotten that point yet. Jared has. He's the entrepreneur, and he said, "I'm going to be an entrepreneur." And I want to help young people in struggling cities like Detroit and Cleveland and other places that need help and teach them how to run a business if they have a toddler, how to make money. Because in our society, we have levels of people. We have people that haven't graduated from high school. We have people that graduated from high school. We have people that graduated from high school and then sort of can go to the next level. They can be honest entrepreneurs and make a lot of money doing it because they have those 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 business savvy techniques that they can imply and make money a lot like Jared. I mean, he's he has multiple. You had multiple successful businesses, the barbecue. You have a current successful business. But then there's people that take the next step. They have college degrees. And how are those people going to, you know, function in our society when they have the debt that they have coming out? That's exactly and then you right. have the have the people that are the next step, which kind of like you. You have the college degree, the law degree, 
But then let's take it to the next step. You have the entrepreneurial still skills too. So you started a business. You know what I mean? So what do we do for those folks that don't have the ability to do that? Maybe they just have the high school de- well, tell degree. You we, where do they end up? I tell you what we don't do. We don't encourage everybody to go to college. We don't that's incentivize that from the government angle. So, and that's what happened. So back when Bill Clinton, I remember it, I had just graduated college, and he had his hands out there like that, like he's putting his money in an ATM right. machine. And he right. said, everybody ought to have an education, everybody ought to go to college. And then shortly after that, uh, government-subsidized student loans came along, and everybody could go to college. Well, the yep. problem is, and then, then couple increase that. Their, increase their rates. Yeah, and, and, and couple that with. Government's going to give me money to do this? Yeah. It's like Medicare. Government's going to give me money to pay for so insurance companies. To, they had to add their class line. Same thing happened. They don't, with, they don't kick out as many kids as they used to. Yeah. Because you know, they give it's like, hey, if yeah. we're going to get paid, if so, he doesn't get a degree, it doesn't matter as much as it used to. So we didn't care if the kids or the people going to college actually should have been there. Not to say they were smart, not to say they weren't smart, but we didn't care if they should have been there. Uh, we meaning our, the collective agenda right. for, this, for this program. Nobody really thought for a second that maybe not e- the, the very premise itself was flawed. Not everybody ought to go to college. I don't, I, I don't think everybody ought to go to college. But uh, on the other hand, uh, as soon as the government said that, now we have government intervention that's going to encourage that, right? Because that's great. We can get everybody educated and life will be great. It'll fix the economy. And it'll help minorities. It'll help uh, the downtrodden. It'll help the, increase the power, get people out of the poverty line. It'll do all these things. Well, I don't think it did any of those things. I think what it did is increase those things. I think what it did is create an incentive for colleges or businesses in our country to just charge more for degrees. And then when they ran out of uh, degrees for folks who didn't have an interest in the core degrees they were giving, they just created more degrees, and then we'll sell those. And then they then they started to... Uh, then we had these like private schools who were really taking advantage of it. And there's been some class yeah. actions there. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, everybody is saddled with uh, th- hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Now, I didn't. this didn't happen to me, right? Because college was still somewhat affordable when I went through private school. Even. It happened to me. Uh, it happened to you. You caught it. You were the I next still, generation. I still have over $100,000 in loans I got to pay back. And law school was somewhat affordable. And I was able to work all the way through and keep on top of that debt. And that astounds me. Mm-hmm. That astounds me, the amount of... of People that I know with with debt that are when, working, that are waiting tables, that are that are yeah. It's so it's, imagine it's astounding. Imagine yeah. if you got a soft degree, and this almost happened to me, right? So a generation later, I'm in I'm in different shoes. Um, I go to college. I probably wasn't ready for college, and uh, I skate through with a history degree. I learned a lot, actually. I'm not going to downplay my education. My education was was vital to what I'm doing here today, even sitting at this table. Um, but I don't think I was mature enough or ready enough because. I I just didn't take advantage of everything I could have or should have uh, for whatever reason, uh, maybe because I was a 20-year-old jackass but or 18-year-old jackass. But uh, at any rate, I learned a lot. I read a lot. I, I, I honed my writing skills, and I can't complain. Uh, but I got out with a history degree. And there was a time in 1992 when I graduated that people would tack up on their door the number, the, uh, the, what do they call it, you know, job rejections or when you get yeah. rejected. And it was like a contest, how many you could the put on the door. The market was flooded with, with, with college yeah. graduates. So what yeah. do I do with a history degree coming out with a three-point average? Law school, right? Yeah, same, same that's what of, I did. So I go from a soft, uh, a soft degree. What do I got, $50,000 in student debt? Eh, why don't we make it 150000 Let's triple down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I end up in law school, and uh, it worked out for me because I think it sort of fits with some of my thought process. But I think on the other hand, like you, Jared, 
I am a creator, right? I, 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 I am more comfortable almost at times being on the second floor framing a house uh, than I would be uh, down here in this basement. I am more comfortable figuring out how to put together a studio and uh, all the nuance of that than, uh, than going to college. You I, do a good way of hiding, hiding it. I mean, you don't, you've never looked uncomfortable with me in a courtroom trying to case. In fact, I mean, as far as the, that goes, I mean, I'm not trying to tune no, your own here, but I mean, you don't show any signs of being uncomfortable in that setting, which is, I mean, you're lucky to have both. You know what I mean? That you can build, I can't build a house. I mean, how many times have I talked about my freaking mailbox in here? I felt like I built the Taj Mahal, but yeah. it's like, I can't do that. Uh, maybe, and maybe I can't do lawyering either, but <laughs> maybe, maybe comfort is the wrong, is the wrong word then. Maybe it would just be, I, I might be happier doing some of those things yeah, now. Okay. I, I try to find a way like this current thing I'm working on in federal court on habeas corpus. I, I, I look at this like a, like a creative project. I forget about what I'm being paid to do it. I forget about all of it. And it's just a project that has to be done. It's sort of like building a garage or whatever it is. But, uh, and I feel like I can really get creative and, and do stuff in that. But if I'm just going to get right down to, uh, earning an income and being successful in business, I probably would have had all, I probably would have been able to do it as much as I have. And then some, if I had taken a different direction, I played the game of life. Remember the game of life? Yeah. I played that over the weekend with my son or last week with my son. The, the new, What'd you end up? Don't you end up in a profession? a long time. I can't remember that. Don't you end up in a profession? You get to choose. You get to choose at the outset. Do you want to go to business or you want to go to oh, work yeah, or you want to yeah, go to yeah. college? I chose work. Okay. All right. Um, and I chose work just, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to choose work. Yeah. And if you read the rules, it says, well, if you choose work, uh, you might get paid more early on, but then ultimately you'll make less. So even the game, even the game, the game has a little skewed viewpoint there. And what's interesting is that if you, if you choose work and, uh, you, you, you start getting paid right away. Uh, what was lost in that game for me was, all right, I've got all this money before other people did because I had like two paydays before everybody else did. And to me, what was lost on that is the game itself didn't allow me any advantage because of that. In other words, I still had to pick the action right. card and get hosed with whatever it is. I still had to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't have any student debt. Now at the outset, you had to pay 200,000 to go to college, I guess that's the difference. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I had to pay 200 grand well, to go to I college. Mean, um, but they uh, gave me the is, money this to do is it. A, this is a concept that that it's it's strange in our in our society. We live in this place where we have developed college, 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 college. And if you go to your if you go to your parents, I, I, I want to go to college. You're going to go. Congratulations. If you go and say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm thinking about opening a restaurant, maybe a vape store. Your parents are going to look at you. At least my parents would and say, Are you are you nuts? You know what I mean? Why would you do that? Because everybody's ingrained in this college, 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 even though it makes no sense. You get out, you struggle sometimes for, for a job. And not only that, you got this, this weight around your neck, which is debt. Because you're right, everybody will hand it out. And by the way, these, these schools don't care. They've been paid a long time ago. Yeah, they don't it's care. It's the debt collectors that yeah, care. They're, they're the ones that are chasing the, chasing the money. Well, they don't and care. They're and just a getting lot of paid ways, to collect it. In a lot of ways, that's our, that, that's the universal flaw in our society, which is, and it goes back to heart, it, that's they stole money from these kids. I I firmly believe that they they, the they took advantage of a government program. The government not only let them do it, it incentivized it. Yeah, they said if we're going to charge a thousand bucks for 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 a, a credit, why don't we just charge two thousand? And so after that, why don't we just charge three thousand? In the free market, would you think? Uh, I haven't seen the studies on this, but at one point I looked it up. It's been a long time, so I can't say what the numbers are now. But I would bet that the cost of education at a college. We'll start, say, a private college, 
like the College of Worcester where I went, yeah. has increased exponentially beyond yes. inflation. Yes. All right. So in other words, I wonder what happens if you take out any incentive for kids to go to college. In other words, you, if, the, if all of a sudden you're not going to give kids loans that they can then give that money directly to the college at full tuition or whatever it would be, uh, would the tuition at college has gone up? And therefore, would oh, it think, not? If it I don't didn't, think it would have. Then, then would it not have given others better opportunity to actually go do it? Because think about the accounts receivable. I mean, you'd come up with, we have that sometimes here. It's like you'd come up with, oh, well, this kid can pay three-fourths of it, and he'll make good on the rest of it, but then you're chasing the accounts receivable. The government, when the government's involved, they're just paying it. Yep. I mean, it's just paid. There's no accounts receivable. If it's 1000 bucks of credit, yep, young man, come on in, join your first class, your teacher's so-and-so, here we go. Government pays the bill. There's no, there's no so, problem. So why do we still push with that? When I went to school, high school, middle school, even early on, you were pushed with the college, you were pushed with the college. And, I don't know. And, and, you were know. Taught, and you were told, if you don't go to college, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. Okay. And there would be kids that were thinking, man, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know what I want to do. And then you get told this over and over and over. And then you become to where you're like, you know what? I guess I'm going to be a loser. I might as well accept I'm going to be a loser. And if you go to the trade schools, they're shunned and pushed like, ah, that's where the, that's where the going nowheres go. That's where the, that, that's where the, they call them grits. You know, yeah, the kids that no, smoke yeah. the cigarettes, the funny thing man, is, the Metallica shirts. The funny thing now, is, I think the society, uh, I, I, I almost think a trade school right now is better. Well, I, I, I no know. Because a robot is not going to fix your air conditioning. I, I a, have, a robot I, is not going to nope. come over and do your plumbing. I've nope. got a, I've got a good friend that, yeah. that, nope. is a, that is a young man, like 25 years old. His family wanted him to go to, to college. He took trade school during high school. He's an electrician. And right now, I mean, he's 25 years old. He owns two Harley Davidsons. He's got his own truck. He bought a house, and he pays for it. He's going through journeyman. He's going through. He's further in his career. Right. And right. right now, they're getting paid very well because there are not enough electricians to fulfill all the work. And you're talking about the robots. Guess what? You're going to need to do. You're going to need to oil that up. You're going to need to fix uh -huh. those wires on there. Yep. And there will always. We're building houses. We're growing on there. That is going to be there. The those trades jobs are, are not, important. Yep. Those now, jobs are not going away I, with automation anytime soon. I'll say this. I lucked out. I in high school. I mean, and and here's here's where here, this is where my education came from. I took entrepreneurial classes. Entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We had to write a business plan. We had to build this fake business. We had to run through with it. It was done in the horticulture department. And then I took small engine welding. Which I he graded me on the curve because I already knew that and he knew it as my senior year <laughs> well, class. Built but, a car like but 10. Mis, mis, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Brown, you know. But I had Mr. Brown's class: technical greenhouse science, natural resources, landscaping. And each year I would take a couple classes out there. Now they don't. There's a Westville South. They don't exist anymore. The greenhouses aren't there anymore. And it, it got shut. I'm blown Man. away that and that I ran into Mr. Brown. Ran into him last summer, and I hadn't seen. Didn't even know he was alive. He retired when I graduated. And I went up and shook his hand, and I told him, you know, he's like, what are you doing? I, he hadn't seen me in years. I gave him a rundown of the different businesses I've had, the two that I have now. And I thanked him because it was his team that mm -hmm. got me to where I was at. Mm -hmm. Now, why? But now I'm going to tell you, a lot of the kids that were in there, upon, right? it was totally frowned upon. Yeah. It was totally frowned upon. And I believe that schools should be run more like business. I think that you should have instructors inside of there that teach electrical and then you change light bulbs. You got the kids out doing that. Change electric sockets. I think you're doing there, that. there's got to be some out there. There's that not enough. That. There's not, well, not enough. enough. I but, mean, but, down to the culinary arts, down to everything. You should, it should all be multiple businesses set up in there to get kids that 
are not going to be the doctors, that are not going to be the accountants, out of the classes that they don't need to be in. So there's more structure for the kids that are going to do that. I think that in the whole long run there, it should be more, I think there should be more push towards trade. Well, and this is my answer. And you know who does? Yang. This is my answer to Yang. It's like, what is the dearth right now of plumbers, of electricians, of of good plumbers, electricians, yeah. carpenters, tradesmen, tradeswomen who can weld, who can uh, create, who can manufacture, who can who can provide stuff that we aren't providing right now, or that you can't get. Anybody else to try to hire a plumber right now? It's hard to do. Right. Um, or, or a good electrician. And I tell you what, I know I know a little bit about all those things to make me dangerous, but I know. I mean, I could wire your garage right now. I could, I could probably get through a house if I had to. But uh, when I sit down and actually talk to an experienced electrician, one who knows, really knows, like your buddy who is, who is learning through the real trade schools on what to do and what it's all about and how you get power from the pole down to the thing and the transformer, how you get through all that, it is fascinating to me that, that these guys know this stuff and that it is not encouraged in yeah. any way, in fact, discouraged in every way. I mean, um, you guys are you guys are probably in a very small percentage of society. So if somebody took me being a lawyer away from me, I, I don't know what I do. I don't. I don't have. I know I exactly have the what ability you do. To to, you, to you, be a trade. You are a natural. Well, what I'm saying is, if somebody took you being a lawyer away from you, you could go in and wire a house. We had that long discussion coming back from that case at one time. You're like, you want to learn how electrical work? Here's how it works, and you gave me a basic rundown of it. It's like you're the same way. Somebody takes your advanced vapor away. Well, that's not going to stop you from being a businessman no, because you can. If somebody says you can't run a business anymore, you, you put a car together when you were how old? It's About like, 15. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't have that. Which once again. And, so that's what and, I'm saying. You guys, have, you guys have unique skills here. You're not only, um, you, you have that entrepreneur aspect of it, but, but I you was, can also. I was taught pride in, in, in working for something and not getting it for free. That, that Pride, that my, sounds like heart. The, the, well, that, <laughs> that's self-pride. Now, I took yeah, pride right, in myself. Right. Hold on right. a second. I, my dad always told me, son, nobody's ever going to give you anything. It's great. It's if great. If you want it, you got to get it. Yeah. The that's, end. That's great advice. And I, and I think that's the yeah. best advice ever. And, and, yeah. and, and, he, and he was like this, and don't look to be given anything. All right. So here's, Sh- the, here's sure. the rub. You're at the crux of this, right? You said something. I almost wrote it down, but I remembered it, so I didn't have to. And said, I was taught pride. And then in the very next sentence, you said, my dad said all right so here's the thing you're not going to be taught pride by the government by the president you're not going to be taught any values by any president in any modern time right just go go through the list you're going to find something you disagree with on all of them right Right. you're not going to be taught or at least i'm saying i shouldn't even say you i am not going to be taught that i'm not going to take my my moral cues from the president of the united states absolutely i don't care if it's barack obama i don't care if it's donald trump i don't want that as my leader for morality. I do not want that as my leader for morality because the very next thing that comes with that is the dictation of morality. And I certainly don't want that moral. You don't want him as a leader of your morality just because of the, of the position they hold the power they have. I believe that happens in a free country at home. Okay. I believe that happens in a free country in family. All right, we have a free country at home, right? And that what well, we do for now. Okay. We do for now. But as soon as you start dictating, what if I don't have a dad. If you start dick, well, then we got to talk about why. But we'll get to that. But if you start dictating and legislating morality, what you should think based upon what the elected official thinks, who was, if you get rid of the Electoral College, elected by California or some other part of the country that you don't understand, 
then now we have a problem and it becomes a very intolerant problem. It becomes a very unfree society that way, because if you have to, if you're forced to think like the majority wants you to think, uh, that's great if you agree with it, but if you don't, now we have a problem. That's and why the freedom dividend's great, right? That's why the UBI is great. Yeah, yeah. The freedom because dividend because it's taking the money away from the government to decide how to use the no, money. No, it is not. And putting that it is in the hands of the right citizens. to their hands. Do you believe that when LBJ came out with the welfare program, that it was installed and it helped out the individuals it was sent to help to? Do you believe that it did? Yes. Okay. Then we. Yes. I firmly disagree. Yes. If you look statistically, I think I, 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 I oh, I'm not firmly, saying there's not failures to I, it, I, so but I don't think so we can So you're willing to turn this project right on over to the government because they're going to run no, it as well the as opposite. they did that one. I'm not doing unemployment. I'm not saying welfare. What I'm saying is a free dividend we, Why don't all. we build trade and cut regulations on our businesses and allow things to grow the way they're supposed to? Why don't we cut trade and allow businesses to grow the no, way they're supposed to? I didn't say cut to? trade. So, all right. So I, I, I didn't hear you. Say it again. We have to cut regulations. Cut regulations, okay. What's That's a regulation? There are millions of regulations. I know, but billions of regulations. I, you, I don't. I don't have one off the top. Okay, all, all right. right. But okay. I'm, not, I'm not picking but on. But I'm going to tell but. you this. Why do you think the economy is strong right now? Do you think it's because we added more regulations, or do you believe it's because we took regulations away? Why do you think we're paying as much as we are for gas? Is because there we added more regulations, or we took regulations away? Why do you think more jobs have been created? Is it because we added regulations or because regulations have been taken away? There's been With so all many those things going on, why are suicides at record numbers? Why are depression at record numbers? If this is, if the economy is so good, why are we seeing these things? I know why did why did why did Robin Williams hang himself? I don't know. He had well, plenty of let me dough, tell you bro. Here's a cash. No, how if, if he if he got a thousand dollars a month, he wouldn't hung himself. You're bet you're directly where wow. you need to be. This conversation is right where it needs to be, at least where I believe it is, because. There's I don't this understand notion. how you guys have, as, uh, let's take it away. I think your concern, Jared, is that if you imp impose this policy, it's too close to socialism, so it's going to have the effect of There's socialism. Be more policy. I understand. But let's take it uh, on what it is. Let's take that policy. It's a very libertarian, you know, Milton Friedman way of thinking, which is I'm going to give money to the people. I'm not going to let my government decide how to use it, which is aligning totally with both of your values. Well, hold on a second. We're, sort of, we're debating two different things here. Let, let's sort of get, because we were off on yeah. a tangent. Uh, leave aside the UBI for a second or the uh, freedom income or whatever it's called um, and put it in this context. Uh, you said how uh, I forgot. I, I had a point. Here, here's the here's the problem. I, I said I said, how could you as libertarians not agree with in a vacuum? Let's talk about Before it. Before that, the, though, the there was another there was a here. here oh, I know right where we were. You were asking about mental health, suicide. Yeah. And uh, this this epidemic, so to speak. Yeah. Here's my response is very simple to that. There's well, there's two issues, right? Or you can say, all right, it is because the state of our economy has caused that. Or you can say uh, or ask another question. What else could have caused that? What is the breakdown that could have caused that? And is it a breakdown of of uh, of the house, of the home, of the family? Is it a breakdown of parenting skills? Is it a breakdown of the kind of ideals? and values that we as Americans in Western society have taught for generations. I think that has to be a, be a portion of it. And what is, the, what is responsible for that breakdown? Is, there, is it just that we as humans have gone way off track? Uh, is it that um, what we believed yesterday is not as good as today or whatever it would be? Because, look, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but if you start impugning the things, if you want to take away and get away from the things, or let me look at it this way. If I, when I was a kid, 
if I were doing something like playing video games, I remember this conversation. This was the big thing. We used to have arcades, Funway Freeway over there at the uh, Gold Circle Mall. Jared remembers that. And I remember having this ridiculous argument with my dad where he was saying, you're spending all your money, you're doing too much, you're doing blah, 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 blah. And I came up with this nonsensical debate with him about why I should be allowed to do this. All right, it's only a quarter a game. It's actually enhancing my hand-eye coordination. I mean, all this nonsense that we were talking about. And in the in the main, my dad was right. You know, it's like spending hours in an arcade pumping quarters into a machine was not a valuable exercise of my time. Right? Uh, it cost money. I wasn't reading. I wasn't learning. It was it was. In, and now there's this book I'm I'm just starting to read called Glow Kids about kids staring at screens because their face glows. Yeah. But um, it's the same debate. And my kids gave me this crap over the weekend about how I just don't understand. I should be allowed to do this. Well, somehow as parents, we started to say yes to that. You're right. You should be allowed to do this. You should be allowed to go do to uh, to go indulge your whims and, and do these things. Now, in order to justify this indulgence, we have to get rid of certain things in our society. The first thing you have to get rid of is the moral standards under which we were raised and lived, right? So you don't steal, you don't take, you don't overindulge, you you, you live within your means, you do all these things, yeah. and uh, that is taught at home. But if you're going to go rationalize doing all the stuff that's inconsistent with that, well, then you have to find out some reason why all that stuff is bad, why church is bad, why family's bad, why this is bad, why this, is, why everything else is bad. And now we're at a spot where we're sideways in, in, in ways that are almost unfixable. So what are we going to look for? The government to fix it, right? We're going to let the government well, how do fix, you it. fix it. How, what's your plan for fixing it? I think the government caused it. So okay. that's going to answer. That's the beginning of my answer to your question. I think the government caused it by incentivizing we, behavior and conduct. Okay. So that are is we going to expect that a bunch of people for generations that have relied on welfare and other things? I mean, you got handouts, I guess. Are we going to expect that they're just going to flip and they're going to all of a sudden start teaching their kids the right values. No, and I think there's, there, there, there's so a generational problem. The problem. Well, then? first of all, you, you, you accept what the, you figure out what caused the problem, right? You never fix a problem by, by running round Robin around the whole mess and going off sideways. You've got to figure it, out the root you cause have of the problem. The, you have that inside of you to figure out how to fix a problem. You're reading a book right now about, about the problem of pads with our children, right? I mean, you are taking an interest in your kids' lives. There are many families that, don't have the ability or don't have the, you don't care to do that. You know yes. what I mean? So that's, that's, a, that's a problem. So what that's caused a huge that? problem. That's How do we problem. fix that? What caused that? I think you have to first start with the cause. The cause is somehow it was incentivized not to go work hard, not to go live within your means. Not Now, I'm not taking, this is, this is where we started our conversation today, right? So this is a, I'm not saying that it is easy. I'm not saying no, it's not that, that uh, we should, that I, I don't want to make it racial in any way, shape or form. But if we can accept that we as people feel better when well, we, but you have to make it racial because of the sex of society that struggle with sex. You said S E, you, you don't mean S E X sect S E C T. Well, it's it. I think you have to look at it from a poverty standpoint and what has caused folks to live and stay below the poverty line. And there's this Brookings Institute studies. that talks about that where Basically, don't have babies out of wedlock is the first one. Uh, you know, get know, a job after school we, is the second one. How do one. we combat that? Well, Just hope are, that everybody has the values that the Blinsky's imposed or the Palmer's imposed? Well, so yeah, I think you have to start, at, like where in society did that start happening at, at enormous rates? And it was in 1962, 1963 is when that stuff started happening at alarming rates. I mean, it just, it went un, across I, I, racial, I know, but across it, the it, racial it, lines. It, it, it that show difficult. you watched with Trigger Mike, that yeah. first one, he brought that up. Yeah. He brought up that welfare brought down black business. 
He, that was in his show. That's yeah, where he started that's out. His, he, that, he, he, believes opinion, that, yeah. he believes that it, it crumbled their, he said he, he believes it brought them down. And that's just and that's, that's Trigger his Mike's position. So I, I got Trigger that. Mike, he's yeah. an activist, he's a rapper. But it's like we, we, we can't lose sight of the fact that I had clothing. I had a meal at the table. I had a dad that I could look up to that was that was in in business and mining and manufacturing. So a thousand dollars went back that guy? to college uh, after working in the in a uh, essentially like a mining job. Um, you know, working in a factory. Went back to college and then was able to get his education. Now he works as a salesman. Uh, you experienced some of the same things. You experienced the same things. You know, to watch your 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 father's an AUSA, to watch your father as a, as a hel- helicopter operator that that helped people. It's like there are people. I mean, it makes me sure. think of in two thousand five, Morgan, uh, Morgan Spurlock. I think is his name. Do you remember this this guy yeah, that yeah. did? So back in two thousand five, he did thirty days, which he had a show thirty days. He, he actually Columbus, came Ohio. to Columbus, Ohio. Lived on welfare. Started Worked at like two hundred and fifty six bucks and worked on welfare. He barely could pay his rent that was back then. It was a $250 rent. He could barely pay his rent. He lived below a crack house, a known crack house where they were selling. And he stood he in line. In hilltop. He hit, lived in the hilltop. And he said, and that's a, a, that is a, what did they call it? Oh, they, he called it the Bottoms. They said, that's called the Bottoms. That's a Franklin area. And he thought that was appropriately oh. named. Yeah. So he stood in line every morning sometimes to just get work. I think he later got a job somewhere. Thanks. But there was daily you could show up and, and, and basically get, get a job, get a pay for the day and get a lunch. And he stood in line with millions of people that were, not millions, oh my gosh, but hundreds of people that were just looking in the community to get work and get fed and, 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 and make it. And, and make it work. Well, and, and that is not the, so the lives is, that we've lived. What do you want? Certainly not. So the question is, why did, what, why what, is what has caused that? What has caused that? And how do we fix it? So I, I would argue there is a strong case that government intervention incentivized that in ways that was completely inconsistent with the means or the motives, I think, of course. You know, so Johnson, what's, what's, a, what's a government structure that's so, been employed that doesn't incentivize that like what is there a country that, that has does that? not incentivize yeah we had it okay we had it so here's it's interesting i read uh, what I'm, year i'm reading this or book what? called uh an american dialogue and this guy by the name of ellis wrote it and he's a historian who is a sort of an expert i guess on um on uh the founding fathers and it was fascinating to me to read this it's like it's, it's a, the, the part of this book was going back and forth on the dialogues and letters uh, between Adams and Jefferson. And they had this weird, ironic, neither was consistent, I think, with what I thought it, I was going to read in any way, shape, or form. But it, it, it came down to one point that is relevant here, and that is we have freedom in this country, and they were creating something that had never existed, really never existed in the way that they created this country. And there was a lot of debate about what it should look like. There was a lot of fear of the king. And I, I guess Adams would say, about, or Jefferson would say, I'm afraid of the one, meaning the monarch. Adams would say, I'm afraid of the few, meaning the, the elitist class. And um, both had the same goals, and, and, but they had different ideas on how to get there. But freedom was not freedom to have stuff. Freedom was freedom to do what you want to do without yeah. government intervention. So we have equated somehow in our lives freedom with wealth or freedom with stuff, material stuff. Yeah. And freedom is really opportunity. Freedom is, is more, uh, is this notion that we get to think the way we want to think. We get to do 
uh, things we want to do, provided they don't break laws. We get to we get to do this without the government telling us what we should think and what we should believe. But what if you're born in a place that doesn't have the same opportunities? And they're, they're what not, place is this? United States. United States. Where somewhere. I was born is not the same as where somebody else was born. And absolutely, let's just use Morgan's, you know, Franklin. So instead of giving out the thousand dollars, if you want to build some programs, which I'm no, still no, not no, totally no, no. for, I'm not it. saying that. Let's but, go back to your but, basic way but, way but of thinking. I, well, if you're the, starting, I'm saying there needs to be more. For people to build businesses, I think there needs to be more for people to be able to build up their own communities. Oh, that's great. You, okay, well then, the, your answer is the so, government. Your answer is not the neighborhood. My, my answer, answer is the government. Is, my answer is not the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The communal. I, I, I think the until answer, you've lived in that neighborhood, I don't. I don't know that we can impute our values. I don't know what. Well, no, no, no. no we're not imputing our values. I'm not imputing we, my values. Well, you're saying that everybody has the same opportunity you did. Do you really believe that? I don't think he is saying that. I, I don't think it, you're I, saying you leave it in, in, in the communities. If a, a, a community member in, say, Hilliard, Ohio, where I live and a community member in Franklinton, they I got a hunch that their homes are going to be different, that their values are going to be different, that their amount of income is going to be different, that well, look, here's the, the way they teach your here's children the, is going to be different. Absolutely. So the question is. What Maybe do you, not, but do, so I how does that happen? Right? If, you, happen. if you if pick a culture of folks that live in our country and uh, say we want to we want to help now, do I think we all agree that that's a that's a noble goal that should be it's awesome uh, to go help folks, and I think all three of us at this table do all the time actually stuff. Oh yeah, people. absolutely. I, I, I know. Physically, if, if, as if well our as country at, was run with mindsets like you two, I don't think we had oh, no, any no, no, problems. No, 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 no. Really? What I, dis- I mean that honestly. I disagree inherently with what you just said. I think if I were running the country and I imposed my values on helping people on the rest of the world, I well, think you it's couldn't a disaster. do that because then you'd be a government imposing morality, and, right? And, right. You can't do it. So, so I have, fix it. I I want to share what I think is important with people by the way I help them and and what I do. Okay. I have that individual freedom to do that, and I think that ought to be incentivized a lot. Now, that okay, is different now how is than that saying— that not like dividends or welfare? It's different or, than saying the government ought to do it for me. So anybody who's sitting there on millions of dollars in the bank and says, we should tax the rich people and give it to the poor people and help them that way, uh, I think is, in some way, that's, that's sort of a way to say, yes, they, they, they need help, but somebody else ought to do it. And I think our country is built on this notion— that no, we need to help each other, mm-hmm. not government do it for us or not government force somebody else but to do it. You're arguing for the freedom dividend. I'm arguing for the free society without morality of uh, government. We're and taking dollars I would take tax away. I would, not, I, I would remove taxes from businesses to give them an incentive to build in that area, to employ those people in that area. Well, I don't think we're talking about taxing like small businesses more. I'm um, talking about any business. Well, I mean, sure, we definitely aren't taxing Amazon. Well, that's what we're talking about doing. Okay, well, we, maybe we should. But they, I know they, Netflix I mean, the same way. They, they make a ton of money. They make they tons have of money. They don't have yeah. any taxes. I know. You're right. The, the small guy gets hit, and that's a problem. That's, that's a problem. not fair. That's not fair. That's why we want to do this uh, value-added tax. No, with, with, we with want somebody to take like taxes Amazon. away. Stop. Stop taxing. But if we take taxes so away, business, how do you pay for programs at all? How do you pay for roads? How do you pay for? I well, mean, you don't. You, you don't, don't eliminate those tax. Tax. You don't no, eliminate I, all taxes. Not but, all. There's. Well, what there's I'm saying is the them. oil money in Alaska, for instance, and I keep bringing up Alaska because they're the ones that actually have utilized this. That oil money could go to fix Alaskan roads. That it could be in the government's hands to throw to a welfare program or to throw to no, a homeless shelter it, or so a domestic violence shelter. Let me see if I can. But now we're handing it to the community to say, "Hey, if we all have our values and want to help each other, let's put the money back into our." 
community. And if you want, maybe you don't need $12,000 extra a year, Jared. You can donate it to charity. You let can me, knock on a door and hand it to them. Let me clarify what's going on because we're, we're actually we're, we're blurring the debate against socialism and, and, just a, and, just a, and, and the, uh, the UBI. Yeah. So what I think I think you are correct in a lot of ways. I agree with you in a lot of ways, right? So the income that Yang is talking about, or this uh, these this I just money saw that Jared Yang, get a chill. This Yang that money is talking <laughs> about is is different than uh, than the debate against socialism. In fact, it, it I think he intentionally or that concept by design is meant to sort of work around that argument, right? If so, or maybe not, that's, that implies that it's still, that it's disingenuous. Well, no, I, 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 I guess what, what fear, what I fear, and I'll take it to the next level, I guess, is he's for the same though. So if we look at UBI just alone, standing alone, I think it's a decent program, but you have a person like Yang that's now, he'll throw in, he doesn't talk a lot about it, but he'll throw in, oh, and I think our healthcare should be paid for. Oh, and I think our university should be paid well, for. Well, that's right. It's like now we're getting on Bernie Sanders thing, and the only place that I could find because I, I, I really wanted to figure out. I mean, I, I've been, and this is in a friendly sort of elbow to elbow jawing way. I've been called a socialist by you, and I'm not offended by that. We throw things back at each back at each other. I don't think so I've like, ever called you a socialist, but I have pointed out your socialist. Yeah, right, right. Your socialist. So I've been ideas. like, what? What is your? Because your knee you jerk reaction a is usually the other day. yeah, right. I think I call myself <laughs> on here, and and I don't believe I'm a full socialist. I, I I believe I have definitely some socialistic values, but. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is I started to analyze these 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 countries these these the the Cuba the USSR the Cambodia these places that came up with this communist socialist thing between like the 40s and 91 when it basically fell. So now we're back on socialism. Yeah, now we're talking about socialism. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so I'm trying to take it to the next. I'm, I'm I'm actually trying to back you guys a little bit. So what I ended up finding was first of all those countries were one party. So we're not getting elected a different person in a democracy every four years. Okay, these are these are like reigns of power over socialism. But and this is the lead into the next topic. France employs a lot of what uh, Bernie Sanders type policy. Which is what you're, what I think you're, you're, you're fearful of. I know we've, we've talked about UBI, but I think you're fearful of if UBI is imposed, what else will be imposed, right, Jared? You, I don't and, believe, and, I don't believe they'll get France, the money for it the way they first wanted it. From what I read about, and my wife had been to Paris, so she had experienced this. It, the rail car, the rail system there is run by the government. It's closed about a third of the time from strikes, just mm. people striking. And the article that I read this weekend is if you really impose socialism, there's no end to socialism. There's no end. It's more, more, more. If you're going to give me this, then I want more. If you're going to give me this, then I want more. If you're going to give me this, I want more. And so that's that is what I'm trying to reconcile in my in my well, brain. And uh, maybe that's why the democratic socialist sort of language and label is what like in Ocasio Cortez is, is relying just socialism, on. They don't right. want to say socialism. They want to name it something else. And maybe I've bought into that a little bit. I can't say totally. I, I do not support. Well, here's the problem. It's like it's like a a shiny lure with a bass, right? I mean, I think yes. it it. it Always, and I don't mean that as derogatory as it came out, but it's like, I think everybody would agree with a lot of the stuff that Ocasio-Cortez has to say, right? It would be awesome, for instance, if we didn't have a global warming problem. It would be awesome, for instance, if everybody uh, were equal. It would be awesome, for instance, if everybody were happy. It would be, I mean, all those things are awesome. Now, where we disagree is how that has to happen. And now here's here's why I fear is it more that movement more intervention versus less intervention right yes here's yeah. here's why I fear this movement and that is this you just said it all the countries you're talking about are one party countries well they, they how does that happen how does that occur right because this movement requires it 
right? It has to happen. It has to be so like the university pacing. This is the problem I had at the beginning. We were off the air, which is, all right, so on the one hand, I think $1,000 is not enough because what's going to happen is inflation is going to adjust in a lot of ways. And $1,000 doesn't seem like it's worth $1,000. So you you, you, you print more proverbial money. Now, the second problem with that is- Which is what Ocasio-Cortez, I think, is called for. Yeah. Now, just make more. More banks, I think she said. Yeah. Yeah. So- Which I think that has historically been- That's insane. A horrible idea. It's it's absolute lunacy. But um, that's the first problem with it. The second problem with it is it's not enough. Uh, So irrespective of inflation, 1,000 isn't enough. So you need more. Uh, It's only an incremental start to a socialistic- uh, outcome. That's my take. Now you get to the other side, you're going to tax people or tax, but create a VAT tax. That's not going to be enough. It'll have to be more. Or what's going to happen is- VAT tax for like an Amazon or something? Yeah. So Amazon, what's Amazon going to do? They're going to run away. They're going to either diversify. They're going to, they're going to break up. They're going to do, they're going to do whatever they can. If the tax is high enough, it's going to incentivize them to do other things or to hide from it. So- And now the and only- Jared and I talked about this. So what you're basically saying is you, there's going to be this battle between accountants and the government. Yes. which is the accountants are going to analyze the rules and then find every way to get their client the best benefit out of that. So the government's a cat and mouse game. Government yeah. creates more account, and then they start dodging and ducking. And, du- and so the, the outcome of that is the government just has to take control of it once and for all. It's like when I, when I, when I would argue with my kids and they squirm and they, they're, they're like, I should have my screen. And then finally I was like, give me the damn screen. You're done for the night, right? So now you, right. Have, now you can't argue with me. It's just done. I'm taking it. So I think my fear would be ultimately – if that is the goal, uh, it sounds great, but it defies human nature in a lot of ways. And so it's like the basic communist manifesto. It's like it sounds great yes. on paper, but you can't apply it in reality. What has to happen? To fix the inflation problem, in theory, you have to freeze the economy. To create enough money for taxes, you have to force people to do what they're doing at the same rate they're doing it and or take their business and just and then just and if, the government take over takes over the take means the of production that and manufacturing. If you take the dollars that are currently being allocated for like welfare and things like that, and you flip it and say we're not going to do that anymore, we're going to give this this uh, freedom dividend, which I think we talked about before is probably similar to unemployment, um, and people have found a way to live on that. Is that that that's not printing money, and they're going to spend that money, right? It's going to it's got to go into the economy well, somewhere. They're spending unless they're putting it too. in their mattress. They're spending unemployment too. Well, that's a good point. So what's the, you know where's that money going? And and then like you said, there's always the footnote of free healthcare. But, but free then it's education. not. A, but then it's not un, un, unemployment. There's no value to staying un, unemployed. You won't be able to get rid of the welfare. Well, there's value to never that, get that will, that will have to – if you did get rid not, of it, it's it, would, not it, would, it, would, it would it would end up coming back in. So, look, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of it that I agree with you with, which is it is better than the government grabbing all my dollars and spending them where it wants. It is still, however, uh, I think it still creates me – in me. I might be wrong. Actually, I, I, I didn't want to have this debate today because I wanted to read more about it. But my initial instinct was it's not going to be good enough, so then where does it go next? And this is this problem of incrementalism, right? So it's like uh, – it's like gun control. So we're going to get rid of these guns, and then that creates the same avenue to get rid of this. And if you're doing that, that's an abridgment of our Bill of Rights, of one of the first 10 amendments to our Bill of Rights. And I've heard this justified many times. Well, you'd be surprised to know that uh, you don't, there's not a freedom of press at schools to do blah, 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 blah. And my response is always the same. Well, I don't like that either, right? So you right. don't use one abridgment of a right to justify another, yet that is the process that occurs. And right. that's dangerous and scary to me. And I hear too many people out there saying, well, you know, it was just a bunch of old white guys create the Constitution. What does it mean anyway? And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's giving you the platform to even have this debate. 
mean, it's giving us the framework. It's like it's like a, it's like saying I don't like it the is, house. It is, but but times are times are changing. So how do how do we change with those times? I mean, well, certainly the, the framer of the Constitution couldn't anticipate the fact that a huge chunk in our society of jobs will in the next decade or so be cut out because of automation. No. They can't c- contemplate what a bump stock is. And they would say it wasn't their job. Those are, that's the people's job to figure that stuff out, right? Well, so but you're that's, not gonna, that's being naive. That's they're they're going to the, live. Oh, no. No, it's oh, not. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. They're going to they're live. They're, everybody takes their experiences and what they've learned from those experiences and what they believe to the table when they write something like a constitution. Yes. If there is things that cannot even be contemplated, like in our world, there are things 50 years from now that we probably couldn't, um, it'd be, I have a computer standing here, sitting here next to me. Do you think when I was in high school, I thought I could have a computer sitting next to me in a phone? It's like there not, are right? things that they can't contemplate. So but then they, how do you apply the constitution to they that? They created a document that is applicable to things like that. They created a document that had, that, that was genius in its limitation. It was genius in what it didn't do, not what it did do. It, it said the government's job, and this was through research of governments throughout history. These guys actually read about it, thought about it, debated about it. Their dialogues sometimes were foolish. Their dialogues are sometimes insightful. And they said, this is a government structure that we're going to try. We're going to use this. And they studied lots of others. But the idea was to create a government structure that is basically as hands-off as possible while giving everybody the opportunity to be free. Now, what is flawed? It was flawed in a lot of ways, right? Because it was done at a time when slavery still was lawful. Now, what was fascinating to know is that, ironically, it was uh, Jefferson who was sort of advocating on the side in Virginia about getting rid of slavery and making and, and criminalizing or, or abolishing it. Uh, but at the same time, he knew that if he pushed that position too far, uh, he wouldn't be reelected in Virginia. So then he would lose his power to do anything good. So it's like, I guess it, when you, when you sort of talk about when hmm. I read these stories, it was like, all right, they weren't all just racist assholes. These guys were struggling with the same stuff that we did. And how do we, like, they wanted to get away from England, create this government of freedom. And at the same time, they had some, I guess, problems that they had to kick down the road. Now, that, does that mean that there's not a fix to the constitution? No, I think there is, right? It's called amending it. It is not called passing laws and taking government action contrary to it. But if there is a majority, there's a process to amend it. And see if you can get an amendment on uh, on some of the stuff and try to push it through. I mean, I, I guess if that's what has to happen, then at least have that debate. Say, I just want to get rid of the Second Amendment. Don't pass laws to abridge it. Just say, all right, let's 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 go debate abolishing it, and then see how well that plays. Um, now, I would fundamentally disagree with that for all sorts of reasons to get into. But so I suppose the Constitution is designed to give us as people the freedom to deal with these problems. Yeah. And as a government, well, how much responsibility do we give the government to satisfy our economic wants and needs? And, that, and uh, you know, I, I think the government's job is to give us a framework to deal with that problem. Yeah. Um, I guess I struggle with if, 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 if socialist values are employed, some of the things that I've suggested here, it is an attempt to fix a problem. Just assuming that, you know, people are less well off than I am can fix their kids or give correct values to their kids by less government, I, I think that's a big assumption. No, I see. I didn't say that, though. Here's what I said. Is I, th- I said the first thing we have to do is identify what the, what, what's I, the I cause of the problem. I get that you have to face people out. But let's say we face people well, out of welfare. You say, what's the problem? What caused this? Is it that it's just our society is immoral and sucks, or is it that we've done something uh, through either intervention or lack of intervention that has disincentivized 
uh, the right path, whatever that would be. I mean, I I don't know. I think that's the first debate that needs to happen. But just to jump on the fact that we can just throw money at the problem through the government is not a rational solution at all. Yet that has gotten a lot of traction over the years. And, and, you know, I'm not saying I disagree. Oh, yeah. We just have to think about it more because I don't know what the solution would be. And there may not be, right? But I know what it isn't. I mean, more of the same, more cowbell is not going to be the same, not going to be the fix. Well, I know, but I think there's tons of people you could bring in here that, that would say that was my fix. That that did put food on my on my table. That did give me an opportunity to get an education. So just like it's there, there's there's negatives. I think there's positives too. You know what I mean? Sure. And 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 I guess the other thing that inherently we just have to accept is that freedom does not mean equality of wealth. No, and, I'm not saying that. I, I and, think opportunity is is freedom. And freedom does mean opportunity for all. Yeah. But not everybody's going to have the same opportunities because of the first problem. For, for, right. Of but what of you wealth. said with opportunity is it goes a lot with the household. And what values you have imposed on your children if as they've been raised. If we're going to do anything, I think we need to incentivize that. Because if you're just looking at the studies that say, here's where people, here's how people end up below the poverty line and stay there, then we need to at least start there. You know, it's like start start addressing that. And, and I, you know, this is going to be really unpopular. I'm going to sound, people are going to hate me for all this stuff, I suppose. But I, I really, I think that. Oh, no, if it's a, if there's a plan that makes it better, I think it's good. I just don't, I, I. There's a breakdown. I know my on, suggestion you don't like because it 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 lean it's leaning socialist, but I don't know what the response would be. You know what I mean? Well, it's leaning socialist I mean, in the, the sense that the fact that I'm sitting here today is, and I think all of you would agree, are directly a you know correlation between how my parents raised me. I think there's no. There's I don't no, think there's any doubt about it. None so, whatsoever. And I was raised in Canton, Illinois. I had a backyard. I had a family. It's like how popular I don't know. do you think it would be right now if the government came down with an edict that says you must? Now I know this is we're out in left field, but the government has this edict that says, by executive decree, I hereby say that you must raise your kids with two parents, and right. you must believe in God, and you must go to church, and you must. Send your kids to school at a certain time on a certain day at all these places. You must, you must, you must. It would offend people who don't want to do that to the core. Right. Yet, it seems that there's a, there's a and I agree, I, I, I do not want the government to do that. Um, but I don't want the government to do the opposite either, which is disincentivize all those things. And that's, that's sort of the, that's the crux of this. Now, how do we get to the problem? I, or how do we get to the solution? I don't know, but I think it requires at least a debate. Maybe we're going to solve it here on Lawyer Talk. <laughs> Crystal Bridges the museum is opened up in Bentonville, Arkansas, by the Waltons family, Sam Walton's family there okay. at Walmart. Yeah. And uh, the the daughter got it, and she would go to multiple auctions. She has very, I mean, prized pieces in there. Yeah. And there were a lot of art collectors that were like, there's these auctions going on in, in New York, and they're like, they can't be taking this fine piece of art to Arkansas. And wow. and they would get in bidding wars with her. But what they forgot was at this point in time, she's like, I'm Walmart. You know, let's keep it rolling. Right. I'm going to win it. Now they have free classes and teaching and schooling and uh, arts classes and multiple things outside nature preserves walk through that you can just go and sign up and take these classes and they charge you nothing. Mm-hmm. Now what if the government either forced it which or, is weird because walmart's coming under a lot of fire over in the years past about sure know, employees and, that's and probably the products they sell in their the, stores the free and, market has caused this because they, they've gotten a lot of crap for it so what do they do in response stuff like this or maybe they just believe in it either way it's happening now it's different though if the government would have said walmart i'm going to take 35 percent of your of your uh, net income 
and I'm going to do this for I'm going to do this because we think the government now I think that's the right thing to do. Now it's a disaster because you've given the government one the power to do it and two the trust to administer it, which is insanity, right? So it's like uh, I, I think uh, there's stuff like that that goes on in the world that, like you just pointed out, Jeff. Nobody ever says, well, you know, you hate Walmart because they came in and they did all these things. And on some levels, I agree. I hate the, the breakdown of our small communities in America. But on the other hand, they're doing this. So, I, I you know, I, I don't know what left to the left to completely to its own design. The free market is never perfect, of course. It is just perhaps more perfect than others. No, until uh, uh, can we go full circle, Jared, until everybody, I think, has a heart. And realize yeah, that I always get misheard in this. I always, I always do whenever I came through with that because I just get frustrated and, and people are going to well, listen through and it's like, you're yeah, saying, I'll tell you exactly what you're saying. No. You're saying don't confuse or don't look over reality and facts with emotion. But at the same time, you, I happen to know, have a heart bigger than perhaps yeah, everybody at the saying, table. Nobody's disputing that. Absolutely. You were saying, I don't. Don't just do stuff willy-nilly because your heart explodes because then you make the wrong decisions. Act from the right or act, act from your moral compass, but don't let the government force it upon me because of somebody else's heart and moral compass. No, and, and I don't think that there's a connection between politics and the moral I don't think there can be. I mean, I think there's too much corruption in politics. There's too many people that, like the example you just gave, you know, maybe Jefferson had a thought in his head that said, I want to, I, I want to change something here, but I can't because I'm going to lose. And then I can't do any of the good stuff that I want to do. I Yet, think that has to be in every politician's head. And at head. the same time, he had slaves, right? It's so like, it's such a, it's and, such and a you're crazy. Right, it does go back to the household, but it's like, what do we do to fix the household? It's like, I, I, I left church this weekend and my daughter, my daughter has like a little class, you know, that they teach, teach different things. Sunday school. Sunday school. I'm going to have to say, you learn the best lessons in Sunday you school. You do. I did. It almost brought I mean, tears to my eyes. So my, so my daughter walked out and said, we learned about service today, dad. And we do this taco dinner through the YMCA. And it's like, Hey, next time you go to the taco dinner. And this isn't the answer because Kuga wants to give kids more sugar. But he, she said, you know, I noticed those, those, those kids in there, they don't get any dessert. Maybe we should stop by the candy store and pick up some for the kids. And it really it choked me up a little bit. It's like, those are the values I want my kid to have. I want yeah. them to to have compassion. And, and, the, and the sad thing great is, place to learn it. it is, but the sad thing is we don't, and maybe that's why it goes that back to been, o, o, Ocasio-Cortez. I do believe that her heart is in the right place. Her mentality and the way that she, her plan to get this done is, I think is wrong. But I think in her heart of hearts, she's saying, what are we going to do to help people that are less fortunate? I think that's, that's her platform that she believes she's doing good, even though I think procedurally and how she wants to work it, it isn't going to work. And so it, it sucks because I don't, I don't know that there's a, there's a place for morality, like you say, well, look, and politics. And so if that gets us back full circle, maybe it is that the government just needs to leave their hands off and hope that the well, maybe. citizens are there's a balance, teach their kids right? morality. There's a balance. Right. So it's like you, we need government, yet we don't like government. We need government, yet we don't like government. We need it. We don't like it. We need it. I mean, there's a balance. We need it for certain things. We don't want it for other things. And it's, it's never a perfect balance. I know this, though. It's like if you're drawing your morals from our government uh, individuals or the, or the folks who hold power in our government, uh, that's no different than drawing your morals from some stranger that you've never met. Right. It's like it doesn't it, it doesn't work. And that has to be taught. We have to do that comes from within. It always comes from within, I think, or it comes from within your own family unit or your own community or your own local stuff. Like Jared, you said, having taxes locally, you know, that feels better because you've got, at least you understand what the, what's going on in the community and, and what, and how it works and you can, you can see it. But it's like, look, if you're going to, who, who here wants to uh, take their, 
you know, if you, if if I'm gonna if I'm a Trump supporter and I say I'm gonna draw my morals from Trump, I think that's crazy. <laughs> if I'm a Trump hater, <laughs> you know, if I'm a if I'm a Clinton supporter and I say I'm gonna draw my morals from Bill Clinton, I think that's crazy. If I'm a uh, Bush uh, fan and I'm gonna draw my morals there, it's like I'll find a thousand reasons why that's no good either, right? So it doesn't work. And I think the opposite is also true. And what scares me now is that people just hate Trump, right? They hate him uh, just because they hate him, and that has opened up the door for somebody to say, well, screw it, I'll vote for anybody other than Trump. And then yeah, now we're letting in the door dangerous, dangerous stuff. I, I, I meditated, so to speak, on this a lot this weekend. I don't hate Trump. I mean, I've, I've dogged him on here before. I mean, who's going to hate a guy that says we have a drug problem and I think drugs are coming in from Mexico, so I want to try to stop that. At its core, I think it's great. Didn't I hear something that he donated his salary to something too? To alcohol. Abuse, right? To alcohol, abuse. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I like to hope that that's in his heart of hearts that he wants to do those things, but in politics, it's politics, right. man. Is I he mean, doing that jockeying so it looks for a position? Is he doing it so it looks good? Is he taking and that's his on position? Both sides. On the, they all doing it. And of it's course. on both sides. So it's like I don't know what's right. What, what I guess I hope is the message is out there enough. So there are people like Jerry that run a business that care about his employees. When he needs to sit down, an employee needs help, and they need help budgeting. He sits down and budgets with them. When he can donate money to a, to a good cause in his community, he does it. And same for you. It's like I I I, I don't know. And and then we're at that crux. Does the, the government tell them to, you have to do this? Or do we just hope that everybody learns you should? I think we lose the fighter. I think we, I think we give too much. You don't, we're going to lose some. I don't think there's enough people that are fighting for themselves right now. I, it's just, it's, I, the more you give them, the less incentive they have to push forward. Yeah, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? That's the old saying, right? Because, and, and this is what the problem is with, uh, that I have personally with de-incentivizing things like manufacture or or freezing the economy. I don't know. They, we're get, we're going back to the start of it, but uh, it, it really at the heart of this is we here at this table need to take responsibility uh, individually for helping folks in ways that we think will be valuable. And the more people that do that, the less we need a government to do it for us. So perhaps that is the solution. Now, how do you encourage that? Maybe we just lead by example. You know, maybe that's one way. Right. Um, and then maybe that spills over to somebody else taking uh, some responsibility for helping themselves. So it's, at the end of the day, we don't have the answers here, but we do have the debate and the platform to have it. Yep, yep. And uh, anybody who wants to uh, come debate with us, and come to got, talk with we us, we got three questions. We'll get to it soon, right? Uh, we, can, we can do the three questions next time. Yep. Uh, but, in then, but until then, we are a lawyer talk off the record, on the air, uh, solving, it turns out, all societal problems. So all you got to do is tune in for the next episode to get uh, even more of Lawyer Talk.